are now listening to Real Talk with Mr. Q, the War Machine. Welcome back, everyone, for another episode of Real Talk with Mr. Q, the War Machine. Today's podcast is going to be touching on the subject of opioids and e-cigarettes. Now, you've heard in the news about the opioidic, uh, not opioid, but the opioid crisis and how it is really, you know, spreading havoc in communities and cities across this good God-fearing nation. That's a bunch of crap. But you know you've heard that in the news. And you heard that the people who has been on opioids, oxycodone, methamphetamines, and all this stuff, has been the victims. They've been the victims of big pharmaceutical companies. Well, we're going to touch on, take a look and touch on that a little bit as well as e-cigarettes. Because e-cigarettes got the same rap today, uh, not this, not today, but some early this week, they had uh, came out with an um, a judgment against e-cigarette manufacturers. So I'm gonna talk about these two, and I'm gonna give you a little bit of the history, and let you draw from your own conclusions. First, let's start with the opioids, of how now it's a national crisis. We gotta give money, you know. They have given uh, somewhere between 1.2 billion dollars to fight opioid addiction really now if you are a person that followed me through my first and second season i talked about the opioids of how the a lot of these programs are going to have um places where you can go do dope in off the streets or what they call mercy apartments really they was going to build luxury apartments for dope heads to go there and, you know, you know, so they don't feel bad about themselves. They're not on the street corner. Um, they're not destitute. They can go there and um, get their heroin or whatever the hell it is, and, well, mostly Oprah and smoke and do whatever they're going to do, but in the privacy of comfort. And if you heard that a lot of morgues around the country, especially in Ohio, was having bodies swelled in Virginia, was swelled with bodies. They couldn't keep up of opionic deaths. Folks just taking it, hitting, hitting, hitting. They, the damn <laughs> medical examiner said, look, we can't take anymore. But it's not, it's an epidemic. It always been an epidemic. And I'm going to give you a little, a few examples. You had a bunch of idiots not too long ago going around here, um, doing spice you ever heard that much spice and all that old bullshit and folks actually sniffing spice and then you had another idiot up here doing the a soy sauce some food died off of drinking soy sauce really and then not not to mention the classic the, the hell inhaling taking the aerosol can and inhaling shit but these are just a, a few if not broader examples of white folks' stupidity. But this is what they feel, okay, well, when it get out of hand, there is, there's an epidemic. 
Oh, well, you know, we got to spend money doing this and doing this. Little Johnny is doing this. Hever is doing this. Have you ever seen the show Prevention or Intervention? Not Prevention, but Intervention. And you see some of the families on there up here codifying this foolishness of the dope head. Oh, I don't want her to go out here, so I, I, I have to give her some money. And the mug going there, stealing grandma and grandpa's uh, medicine, crushing it up, and getting high off of it. Well, my addiction started off an accident. Okay, I got you. But, you know, you need to come to a realization. The people say, well, you can't say it. You got to stop it. But come on now, people. Should the pharmaceutical companies be held accountable for something that doctors and people already told you, that, hey, this stuff is addictive? It's high potent because even some doctors say, hey, this, this stuff is a little high. I don't think you can handle it. Some doctors do say that. Not all, but some will say, hey, you sure you want to get on it? I'm in pain. I'm in pain, doc. I'm in pain. Okay. Then they get hooked, feel good. Got to go back and get some more. Doctors say, well, you know, I can't give you any more. So they start finding other doctors that can write prescriptions and if you heard about that a lot of doctors got in trouble for writing multiple not some multiple prescriptions to other clients and they and it was a drug meal and doctors and stuff was getting in on it pharmaceuticals no now you have the fda supposed to be the top agency that supposed to regulate these type of things to keep us safe oh man they they proved this junk like it wasn't They're like, man, yeah, it's done. But now everybody want to backtrack. Everybody want to play the victim. There is no victim in here. It's just people you get is basically just karma. Now, if you follow the crack epidemic of black people, which was manufactured by the government to throw in to the community to basically neutralize the black community. And users as test dummies to see how this stuff is going to affect us. Same thing with this, op this opioid thing. And if you know your history about the opioid war, for those who are history buffs, you, you know what I'm talking about. For those who don't, the opioid war was based off a few would-be mercenaries or people who was uh, not merchant, but uh, not just merchant. What it was the people of uh, people. Missionaries, that's it, missionaries wanted to go into China, wanted to infiltrate China with the saving grace. But they got over there and um, got sick and the Chinese people gave them opioids, made them feel better. Them mugs got hooked. And it was an all-out war for that opioid, which America got the ass whooped. I think British was in that a little bit, but I think most of it was American. Fast forward up to now. While we in Afghanistan, Afghanistan is a hub of opioid plants or opioid production highly. And there's citizens doing it, and they do it in public. I just saw an image a couple of days ago of this man firing up some, some black tar opioid 100% grade on some aluminum foil, sucking that up like he was like ice cream. They do that. That's part of their thing. It's no, it's no stigma like it is over here because they got free access to it. But they also know that, hey, the rest of the world wants it. 
And you, um, the reason why I brought up Afghanistan because you know it's been almost what eighteen some odd years we've been over there fighting a war, supposed to be fighting a war to bring a democracy to a region where the Russians couldn't do it, but America thought they could. Now a little bit about that: Russia did go into trying to help the Afghani people, nationalize certain currency, set up type of trade and so forth it did good for a while but the taliban and the people that was there got tired of russia and they said all right we want you to get out and so that's where you had the afghani war with the russians but again i don't want to go too far off into it but that's where the opioid thing is and my take of it like this here and i don't know what you may feel or you may think that what I'm saying is going to be harsh or I may be, I, you know, you know, just hateful. But, you know, you get what you deserve. So you went over here thinking that you're going to get this opioid. And you went over there and you got a rude awakening. And so now it's here in America. And you turn on TV, you're hearing folks with President Trump, families crying, oh, my little son got hooked up and so on. So she wasn't, she was the apple of her eye. You hear this, all these glorying stories of these people who are basically drug heads. But, again, when it happened to the black neighborhood, when black kids were getting on crack and their families were being destroyed, destitute, oh, that's, just, that's just black people, they just want that. But when it comes to you, you got, like I said, got $2 billion dollars. Emergency aid. At the top of the show, I just I told you that they got they building communities, little safe houses for little Johnny and little Beth and Biff and them can go and smoke that dope in peace. All in the comfort of home. They call it mercy care. But really, it's just you don't want to be out there on the streets like everyone else. You want you want some type of restitution some remedy for your pain and it, it kills me how i sit up here and I, I watch some of these news conferences about this but the opioid epidemic and how you see some of these parents talk and i know people say man somebody lost their yeah you know i lost people in the crack war i lost friends i lost cousins you know they didn't get no money they didn't get nothing then the government eventually Came out and said, you know what, the jig is up. The CIA gave, put the dope in, allowed dope to come in, the, the crack to come in to, to, into the black communities to destroy you. What was the remedy for that? What was the billions of dollars for that? Hmm? And now you fighting, went over to the fight in a country that is one of the biggest producers of opioid. And they still making it. They stopped for a little bit. But the folks over Afghanistan, the Taliban said, that's our money, honey. And we're not going to come between that. You want us to come in here and do, nah, dude, we ain't doing that farm. We're going to farm this opioid and get paid. And they've been doing it ever since, what, 2014 now? See, they knew, hey, they got to get to keep that money going. And ain't nobody said nothing. Period. So, back to 
that opioid crisis here in the, in the country, as I said, should pharmaceutical companies be held accountable for that? If the FDA, the government, now, the government agency, FDA, says that it was good for mass consumption in the form of medical uh, painkillers, then they, hey, went out of hand, so what, you going to, what? That also, you could kind of play that on a lot of things, like the gun issue. Like people sitting here, I'm going to sue the gun company. So you're going to sue a gun company for making a better gun? To me, that's the most stupidest thing. But people go to court for that, and some people win. And this is no better. A lot of pharmaceutical companies have settled out of fear of reputation, but they was making in billions, raking in trillions of dollars. Trillions. Not alone most of the crooked-ass doctors that was in there getting paid. And not just the crooked doctors, you had the crooked-ass nurses. Everybody was in there getting their hands greased with some of that good old-fashioned greenbacks. So it wasn't just the pharmaceuticals. So are you going to go after all the crooked-ass doctors? Start putting them in jail? Are you going to go through after all, all the crooked-ass nurses, REMs, NPNs, all the rest of them LPNs, you're going to go through getting them because they was also prescribing and recommending certain painkillers like these to their patients, and they was getting paid. Oh, they was getting paid, people. So are you going to bring them all in, or are you going to just say, you know, fuck it, man, you know, you win some, you lose some. We got the pharmaceuticals, everybody else, we can, you know, you, you got to get them all. Got to get them all, people. Damn it. Because y'all sure did made it do when it, when it came to the crack epidemic. Y'all was getting the, the, the a dude with a little duster cracking his pants. Your ass is going away 10 years. Damn. Really? Yeah. Your ass is gone. Mandatory. You are you out of here. But are you going to do the same on that level when it comes to this thing? Nope. But as I said again, I don't feel sorry for you because I can't. You're getting what you deserve. It's karma. Y'all sit up here, like I said, every other day or every other for the last couple years, some idiot child come up, mostly white, came out with some bullshit of how to destroy themselves. Like I said, niggas smoking spice. I was up here sniffing damn uh, bathroom soap. Oh, what the hell? And the, the infamous one that keeps coming back around is the choking game. Now, you sitting up here playing a game that's going to choke. Folks still playing that shit. They ain't did a movie. They ain't did a public PA ad about it. They ain't pleaded with people. And folks are still playing that to this day. Mm. So should I feel sorry for them? No. You're getting what you deserve. You're getting exactly what you deserve. Now, I know a couple of folks are going to, as I said again, fans might lose some fans, might gain some fans. Some criticism, but as I said again, people, the verdict is out. You know it to be true. There is no sympathy. There shouldn't be. Shouldn't be no sympathy. When you catered to it, and when your catering did not ease them off or wean them off the drug, it got worse. Now you want to say, okay, let's go after the pharmaceutical company and 
trying to rake in money. Well, you shouldn't be trying to wonder who, what, when, and why, whoever is running the FDA and say, hey, why are these people letting this shit happen to us? Why are you allowing a drug that is so powerful? And I know for, for a fact, because my wife was pregnant, and they uh, prescribed some of that Oxycontin to her and ibuprofen. And I had, uh, I had hurt my back a couple years ago. And, and now it's, it's better now because I went on. I had to really continue to uh, train in it because I had to retrain my muscles. Because sometimes that physical therapy crap don't work. So I had to retrain it by stretching and stuff. But that's long. That's enough story. I made a mistake and I got out of my bed and I twisted my back wrong. And I fell to the ground. Man, I was in so much pain. I said, I was at that pleading, God, please let the pain go away. But I remember my wife had one of these. I had oxycodone pain, uh, painkillers. So I broke it in half. In the little, into the little half, and I took it. I mean, instantly, pain went away. Fell asleep. Man, I was out. You know, I was out for a minute. I got up, and I—I I mean, when I tried to get up, people, I couldn't—I couldn't even move my arms. I physically, I was up. My eyes was alert, but I couldn't get out the damn bed. I couldn't move my legs. I said, "Oh man," and I thought, "Oh, I messed up something." And I sat there for a couple minutes, and I'm like, oh, God, I think I messed up something. Then I started feeling my fingers move again, like, okay. Then I started feeling my toes wiggle. I'm like, and then I slowly moved my legs. But it took me a minute to get out of bed. And I'm telling you, that stuff was strong. And I'm like, man, it scared me because, like I said, I thought I had did something like, oh, man, I'm paralyzed. And I had my my newborn in there. He was asleep. Thank God. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to call my wife. I'm going to tell her, like, look, hey, something's, something ain't right. Oh, my God. You know, it's like, mm-mm. This was after she went back to work and stuff and whatever. And I was stayed home with, with our little one. And I'm like, man. But it scared me. I'm telling you, people, it scared me. It scared me a lot. Like, And so... I can't sympathize with people who got on it because, like, it scared the hell out of me. It it made my back feel good, and the pain went away, but it scared me. I ain't going to lie. It scared the shit out of me because I'm like, I, man, I'm like, oh. now I said, how, I mean, my wife got to take care of me and stuff. I can't move. Oh, God. I mean, I'm sitting. I'm just thinking, but. So that's why I said, you know, I had to really get off and start working to get my back and you know, do my own stretching and stuff and get my back back together but again if it was if it scared me and i you know it i don't know i don't understand why people get on it but it's like this here used to cause you like the drug the feeling of it but it scared me but now it's an epidemic and the government is throwing billions of dollars at this epidemic to try to curb it and then you got studies out here that sit up here and say that, hey, you got white folk, white, it ain't just white people, it's black people on here. Now you got a few of the knuckleheads in the community that has messed with this stuff because they want to go high so high they can touch the sky. They, you know, folks, dope heads always trying to find a new high regardless of whatever it is. So, yeah, you're going to have that little percentage. But the average person like me and you or whatever, whoever's listening who are black, ain't no one trying to get on no dope. 
nah, we ain't, ah, no way. I'd rather take the pain now uh, than, than to go and get on some drugs and stay and tear up my family and all that stuff. It's bad enough. So what the hell am I going to do all that for? So that's just my take on the opioid thing because what I'm about to now is shift gears to the e-cigarettes because it's the same thing. Now, this prior to a uh, couple of days ago, the attorney general from North Carolina and them had filed lawsuit and they won stuff, a case against the e-cigarette manufacturer. And you've seen the e-cigarettes, you know, people all about people advertising, oh, these are the new alternatives to smoking cigarettes, all that stuff. You've seen the commercials, right? And I, you know, me and my wife called it a couple of years ago when they first came out because they used to, they were alternatives to smoking cigarettes for people to kind of get off smoking. Man, it became a big thing. Like, they are replacements to the average cigarette. And I remember talking to my wife. I said, look, this this ain't going to pan out. And she said, yeah, I can see that too. Now, boom, years later, here we go. Now, folks coming up with mysterious uh, uh, infection of the lungs. Oh, and they vaping. You remember, you know that, the, the, the what is that, the hoop, hookah thing? Everybody's smoking it, putting weed in it, and all this stuff. Yeah, folks catching a major infection. One chick had on uh, had it had so bad, they had to put her in an induced coma. Another dude, he they he almost died. I'm like, and it's been people that's been dying from this. And they was trying to figure out, what is this mysterious thing? No. It's the nicotine that you put in it. It's still nicotine. And so what got me upset and wanted to do this story is that when the attorney general from North Carolina was saying, you know, what they're advertising to kids. And I'm like, no, they're not. Because you know how you have the different smells and, and flavors in it. The whole thing for the e-cigarette was for the average smoker to smoke in public without disturbing the rest or having that, that bad nicotine smell. So they put fruit, strawberry, caramel, even a hint of cocoa bean in it, all that, all the flavors in it, to, for people to say, you know, you know, you smoke, but you don't smell bad. You know, because most people who know smokers, they smell like smoke. They smell like they just came out of a chimney. So it wasn't geared towards children. It was geared towards the smoker, so he or she won't have to take their ass outside in the weather and shit. I always got to go to, you know, excuse themselves from the dinner table, wherever the social uh, event or wherever it was being held, and say, excuse me, let me go take a smoke. They could, like, you know, oh, man, that smells like cocoa. Ooh, you know. Now the very thing that the vapors that what you smelling is giving you an infection. Hmm. So, they won a big case about that. And they sit here and say, well, you know, hey, it's against the kids and stuff. It's, like I said, people, it's not against kids. These are adults. And children always have access to cigarettes. Like I said, Sierra Coop, the former Surgeon General, fought hard to put warnings on cigarettes. Saying that it can cause cancer, yada, yada, yada. Did that stop people from doing it? No. Cigarette companies' profits continue to went up, 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 up. Until people start filing lawsuits. 
this cigarette gave me cancer. Now, if I gave you a warning, should I be held liable for your dumbass to continue to use it? I don't, my personal opinion is no. And see, that's why I was, you know, telling my wife, I said, look, honey, I said, if it ever been me, they better be glad I wasn't a judge because I threw the case out. Because it sits here and tells you that it is a nicotine-induced vapor. That's what's in it. With flavor. What you think, what was in there? Just mist? It was some water? Which it is a mist of vapor. You know what, it was just some, you know, it's just something in there? No, they put, they stripped the nicotine down, infused it with the vapor, put a little sweetness in it, boom, there you go. And you see how most of these folks are up here catching fire. You know, the one dude got his ass burnt because his e-cigarettes blew up in his ass. Saw that on, on uh, YouTube. Another chick, she was on in on her way to a flight somewhere. Her e-cigarettes caught on fire in her blouse. And it was multiple, multiple stories about these e-cigarettes just exploding, just random, boom, 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 boom. And they knew that it was dangerous, but the FDA, people, the FDA approved of it. They approved of it and allowed this danger into society. And people got hooked on it. And now, no one is saying that until it got to a height of level, like, you know, where, hey, it's killing too many people now. Oh, now it's messing with the, messing with our 26-year-old kids. 26, 27-year-old cheering. And you knew the dangers, whatever, because anything that has nicotine in it, regardless, I don't give a damn, whatever. Like, if you... If you was you remember what the argument about snuff for all you people who have the old old grandmothers and grandfathers you remember when you coming up you and uncles used to have that that bag of snuff and they had that snuff can and they used to that said snuffing was ain't causing no cancer. Ding! I've been choosing snuff for a long time. I've been doing snuff on this, but studies came out that's putting tobacco in between your your gum and your teeth was rotting your gums and giving folks stroke cancer lung cancer there was also folks had nose cancer because the damn stuff went up in the nose and stuff oh yeah but you had people sitting up here telling for years that snuff was not going to do anything to your health and people did it and some, some of us, you know, like I say, you know, some, you know, my, my aunts and uncles, you know, stuff didn't do nothing to them. They lived out to be, you know, 89, 90, 100 years. They had no trace. I mean, hey, whatever. But for the other people, people got cancer. So, again, people, it's like this here. When you sit up here and you hear this nonsense about, oh, it's a victim stuff. It's no victim. You're not a victim. Especially when you had warnings. You knew that these e-cigarettes were dangerous. But you promoted them as a safe alternative. Like they are like anything. Don't eat chicken. Eat pork. You hear all this back and forth all day long. But do you really people. Do you think that some type of remedy should be paid for somebody else's stupidity? No. Now. In the e-cigarette 
and a car is totally different. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to use this as an example. Now, if my car went out there and caught on fire and it flipped over, then I expect GM or whoever I bought it from to, to replace it because it's faulty. You put my life in danger. You put my kid's life in danger, my wife's life in danger, and you put others in danger by putting this dangerous thing out on the street. Yes, I want remedy for it. Now, you come to me and say, okay, Mr. Q, this car <laughs> has warnings on it. Don't do this, 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 and this. So basically, I just have to just leave it in the driveway. Yeah, that's about as far as you're going to go. But you can have it, though. And I take it and say, you know what? After I bought the car, after warning. So what it, <clears throat> it said, don't go over 55 miles. And I'm going to do it anyway. Now, they just sat here and told me <clears throat> in a warning, don't do 55. Do 30. You can probably get away with it. I said, fuck it. I'm going to go ahead and do the, the uh, 55 miles. They can tell me. I bought this. <clears throat> okay, I go down the highway. Car start weaving, swerving from side to side. Oh, shoot. Jump the rail. Tumble down a, a ravine onto another street. Kill somebody down there. Kill me. Keep rolling. Blazed up. Fire. All that stuff. Who do you think is at fault? I'm listening. It's a little bit of both. Because common sense for a person who's a consumer, why would I buy something that's going to put a warning on it and put restrictions on me that's supposed to be used every day, a car? That's stupid. Two, why would this company make something that would want to put restrictions on it that is dangerous and tell me, hey, don't go past this. It's cool at this time. Don't do that. You see, there's both blame on each one because normal, naturally human behavior, which is hard-headedness, we're going to do what we say, what someone tell us not to do, I'm going to do it anyway. They say, 50, they say 35, F that, I'm going to do 55. I'm going to see how, what this thing made of. Then thing said, click, click, flew off the damn, like I said, flew off the damn express, went down a ravine. Tumble. That's the same thing with smoking a cigarette. Like, look, they took the concept of the regular cigarette and put it into a vapor. Do you not think that you weren't going to catch those effects? Hmm? Did you really sit here and tell yourself, well, you know, it's just so safe. It, you know, it tastes like cocoa. I'm not going to catch anything. Did you really think that you weren't going to do all that and catch any or have some type of respiratory uh, problems with this? Come on now, people. Man, God dang. How stupid can you get? But I wanted to, like I said, touch on these two issues because they both run the same narrative as the victim. The victim, the victim. It's always the people who use the victim. But it really is both, it's enough blame to go around. I don't think they should get any money for it because, hey, again, you took upon yourself a danger that, yeah, it was approved of. But you know the history, man. Come on. Let's be real. That would say you got to know your history. You know, cigarettes, cigarettes. I don't care if it's vapor or the hardcore tobacco. It's still a cigarette. The opioid. Hey, look at the history. 
opioid war was fought over that damn plant. Few years, you know, back in the 80s, Coca-Cola admitted they had cocaine in it. Cocaine in the Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola was used as a medicine before the, the pharmacist figured out, oh, this is going to be a nice drink. Yeah. So the, the thing about Coca-Cola was used as a medicine. It wasn't used for you what we use today. Ooh, I like me having a nice cold Coca-Cola. No, it was used for people with medicine because the cocaine content was added to it. Gave it some taste. You don't believe me? Go look it up. Well, people, that's all the commentary that I have for the day, for today's show. Um, again, I want to say thank you for joining me, and uh, for all the people all around the world, uh, from South Africa, Sweden, UK, to uh, Angola, and all the rest of the people who chimed in. Thank you, thank you for coming by. Come on by for another episode of Real Talk. I'm your host, Mr. Q. Till next time, be safe, be vigilant. I'm out. This was the War Machine. Real Talk with Mr. Q. Don't forget to join us next time.